Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinners, saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another outlandish episode of Yes, Jesus! It's me, Danny Francesi, your host, as always, here with my bestie. The one and only Azariah Southworth. That's right, and we want you to sit and get comfortable in the pew pew pews, because here at Yes Jesus, we believe that... In God's house, there are many closets. We've got more than one closet to come out of. (laughs) And coming out isn't just for queers anymore, it's for Christians too, I guess. (laughs) Well, get on out them walk-in, walk-out closets, because uh, we have a big show for you today, and we're going to start out with... The Reverend Dr. Megan Rohrer has been elected as the first transgender bishop of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Hallelujah! They, Megan uses they pronouns, were elected to lead the Sierra Pacific Synod in Northern California for the next six years. Now, you might know Megan, or rather Bishop Rohrer, as the transgender pastor on Queer Eye who gave encouragement and a little gospel to Noah, the pastor of a church in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Also, Bishop Rohrer is in the same church as our very own freaking Deacon Ross Murray, and they have known each other for years. So, huzzah to huzzah Reverend to Dr. Guys. Megan Rohrer. I love it. I love it. Um, well, that's some awesome gay Christian news. Love to hear it. Um, also, something we could praise. So, that brings us to this section of our show where we do our praise report and our prayer request. If you have a little something to ask God about, uh, just throw it on our table and we'll pray with you. And if you have something you want to say hallelujah for, we'll scream it louder with you. And um, we're going to go straight to our prayer request. we got a little request here for everyone to add Cheryl uh, to your uh, once us all to pray and add to our prayer list the unaccompanied children at the border uh, for all of their health and protection and for the humane treatment by our government. Amen. Um, please, mm-hmm. uh, thank you so much, Cheryl, for bringing them to light. Yeah. Uh, we are still thinking about all of those children at the border and we are praying for them. So please, uh, our listeners, we ask you to add that to your prayers this week. And our praise request this week comes from Cameron. Cameron writes in to say, I do not practice any religion or belief in any God. I'm on the fence, but I definitely have something protecting me and keeping me here. I've been battling with clinical depression for over a decade. I've attempted to take my own life several times. I used to have daily thoughts of death and suicide. They consumed me. On November 16th, 2020, I downed a whole bottle of Ambien and crashed my car into a traffic light pole. I'm told this I don't have any memory. The accident changed my life. I'm in a wheelchair now. After I woke up, I couldn't talk or move. With hard work, determination, and a lot of support, I am now walking about 500 feet without stopping using my walker. I no longer have depressing thoughts or thoughts of suicide. The accident was the best thing that happened to me. It changed my perspective on life. I appreciate everything now, even the small things I used to take for granted before, like brushing my teeth at a bathroom sink and being able to eat solid food, changing my perspective on life, what I thought was important and what I felt I needed to be normal and make others happy. Once I changed my perspective, let go the idea of what viewed life should be like, Mine improved greatly. 
I hope anyone needing help finds the strength to reach out for help and receive that help. And shout out to any of everyone who has helped me and supported me in my time of need. That's from Cameron. Wow, Wow. Cameron. Amen. Listen, Cameron, um, there's no accident that you ended up here. Uh, You're on the fence of believing in God because God is proving uh, themselves to you every day and just showing you um how to look on the bright side of life that is what faith is it's how to look for the answers in the unanswerable like it's how to um to fathom a way out of the unfathomable and that is where you're at right now and only a person who has truly gone to the brink and gone to rock bottom and just like fell down can really look up and see the light in the way that you're describing and I just encourage you more to give God the glory for your story. Like when you walk around and just notice God in everything from, like you said, the smallest ability of being able to brush your teeth. I do remember a moment where um, back in my youth when I smoked cigarettes and I was a bad kid and I was sitting on the um, uh, fire escape of my Brooklyn tenement and I put a cigarette out in a flower pot and I guess there was a piece of broken glass from one of the other Uh, apartments above me that was in it i cut my finger it got infected and i remember even just brushing against the wall or something the amount of pain that i felt and i told god oh if i ever get my full feeling back in my fingers every once in a while i'm gonna touch my fingers and remember that i didn't have that at one point and i do that still and that is a perspective that only god can give you and, and um i really suggest that uh you know, now that you know what's important and now that you know that you don't have to worry about others seeing that you're normal, you realize only God is your judge. You can live your life the way you'd like to, loved uh, just as you are. Yeah, you got the key, Cameron. It's gratitude. The way up. Gratitude, honey. Gratitude. Have that attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm grateful for? The scripture. And as we're going to be right back after this with the scripture of the day. Get your reading list out, Yes Jesuits. The Yes Jesus Book Club has a new recommendation. Yes, we are absolutely recommending Butterfly Angels, Og and Lucy's Journey by Maggie Lords. It's an incredible story about the timeless battle between good and evil, but with a very contemporary and queer flair. Ooh, I love a good queer flair. Maggie wrote the book to address gun violence after a devastating mass shooting, but strengthened the queer themes after lively debate with the Catholic bishop, which you can hear about on our episode with him. In Butterfly Angels, a scrappy angel named Augustine wants to do more than heal the sick. He wants to take on prejudice and discrimination, even from within the church. That's right. An angel is fighting for you. If you want to read about a drag queen takeover of worship, which I know I do, then this book is going to entertain and inspire you. So please check out Butterfly Angels, Og and Lucy's Journey on Amazon or Amazon Kindle now. Azzy, what is the scripture of the day? Can you tell us, please? Because we want to get out of this closet. (laughs) John 11, verse 43. Jesus cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And then Lazarus said, stop screaming, (laughs) Jesus. I hurt you the first time. Coming out as (laughs) queer, that's easy. All you have to do is just be like, Mom, Dad, I'm a big old homo. (laughs) You think it's really that simple? 
Okay, maybe just a little more complicated than that, but we've been talked we've been talking about coming out on this show before and you know if you remember, we did that whole episode about Esther, the coming out queen. Yes, and the bonus episode uh, for parents when their child is coming out. Right, but in this episode, we want to talk about another kind of coming out. Coming out as Christian, that mm. is. In a lot of cases, it's just as hard as coming out as queer. I know it sounds strange, but telling folks that you are a Christian can be really hard. And Christianity doesn't have a great reputation these days. It doesn't. Now when people think of Christianity, they often think of the judgmental anti-LGBTQ stuff. People are known more for that than they are for Christ. Mm -hmm. I feel like the bad Christians, you know, like... Franklin Graham, Tony Perkins, you know, Ooh, Jerry name Falwell. Name girl. <laughs> honey. Put it in the book, honey. <laughs> Do you got your... <laughs> Let's get out the book. All right. Uh, so those are just to name a few. Uh, they've really done a lot of damage um, to... Christian deplorables. Yeah, yeah. And those are the people that you see on cable news and getting to talk about LGBTQ stuff. Take They take up a lot of space around the topics that impact our lives. In the yeah, they're square. full of hot air because mm-hmm. your faith is a part of who you are. It's what makes you. It's just as essential as your sexual orientation or your gender identity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, oftentimes, you know, my mom always brings it to my attention. What's your most prized possession? You know, is it something material like your Louis Vuitton bag or is it something, you know, uh, like uh, even even a person like my little nephew? You would never let someone come and just walk up and just take away your Louis, or take away your baby, or take away your mm-hmm. most precious thing, your little puppy. But you let someone take your God? Mm-hmm. You gaze all the time, let them take God away from us. It's not something we can do. You know, a lot of times there's such an animosity towards the church, and there is a lot of church trauma. We're going to talk about that in a future episode, and we know it, and we we call it by its name, and we 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 know it exists. But um, I think that. Uh, you know, I remember being inside Akbar, a gay hipster gay bar. I missed so very much pre-pandemic and the time before <laughs> um, going there and dancing some sweaty disco. As you know what I'm talking about. I know you know what I'm talking about. Actually, you might have missed the disco making out with that guy that one time out in the front of the <laughs> No, but I did, see, I did see something else. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my point is, like, I remember that night being there with, like, a cross around my neck, dancing mm-hmm. on the dance floor, and having some guy flick my cross. Mm. I'd be like, what's this? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm forced to like be like, that's God. Like, I have to say the truth. I can't be like, oh, it's it's just fashion. Look it up. Like, I have to be like, that's my little light. I'm going to let it shine. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember when I was on, I, I toured with uh, Ray Boltz uh, shortly after we both came out sharing our stories. And uh, when I would tell people what I was doing, they'd be like, oh, so wait, you're gay and a Christian? So yeah, how does that work? Like an and doesn't the people. Bible say this? And, you know, it became kind of an opportunity to share. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess I am. <laughs> so <laughs> I love Jesus. So why not? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Hey, Danny, I have something to tell you. It's sort of personal. <laughs> well, this is hard to say. I've been having feelings for Jesus. Who? Who is this guy, Jesus? What did he do to you? Jesus, I sort of like him. Like, I think I'm... uh, A what? A what? A Christian. A Christian? Who told you that? I've I've just been feeling, like, really, you know, just, mm, like, connected. Connected, Danny, to Jesus. 
Is this Jesus a daddy type or something? I mean, I know you have a thing for that. Well, you know, he had a message of radical love. He upset both the religious and government leaders. You know how oh, that sounds like one. Boy. That sounds like your type. You love a I bad love boy. Good trouble. He was sacrificial, giving himself for us in our broken, sinful world. I mean, I'm kind of into him. See, I don't know how to handle this news. I mean, this is so sudden. Like, I thought I knew you. What happened to the guy that I've known for so long? It's it's not just that. There's more? What else could there be, girl? Okay, so Danny, are you ready? Have you have you ever heard of the Trinity? The Trinity, the Tuck Taylor? No, 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 no. Not like Holy Trinity. Some folks call it the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But sometimes they're called the Creator, you know, like the Redeemer. And the sanctifier. Wait a minute. So you're a polythe you're you're polytheistic now? Okay, well there's there's three figures, but it's just one God. It's I know it's very confusing. Child, you're blowing my mind right now. I just can't understand this. I'm working hard at being accepting, but you're just throwing all these three in one and one in three things at me. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe that's not exactly how it goes, but coming out could be stressful, Azzy. Mm-hmm. Telling someone you are a Christian doesn't mean you have to go into proselytizing them, you know, like I used to. It can be just you sharing something true about your life. It's about being open and honest in just the same way that we want to be open and honest about our sexual orientation or gender identity. You just have to tell them what you believe. Mm -hmm. If they aren't interested, fine, but you might find that they're really interested and want to hear more. Uh, Sometimes I just feel like I I can't deny it. I just have to at least be honest. Yes, I believe in God. Like, I I can't uh, be a denier. And there's so many times that that opens up a good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And and what the who the divine is to someone, what it means to them, and, and maybe it can expand our own understanding. But maybe they're curious how someone can be queer and Christian. Yeah, this is your opportunity to talk about how you're both queer and a Christian. Talk about how you came to this conclusion. Talk about how you know that you're both queer and Christian. You could talk about your life experiences. It's true, honest, and you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they want a debate. I love a good debate. If you, I'm a master debater, and if you're a debater, go for it. <laughs> Take them on. I'm. I'm a. I, something rhymes with that. Okay, but if you don't like to debate, <laughs> then say that. Let them know that your faith is personal. It doesn't always make logical sense, but that's why they call it faith. But you can share your personal experience and faith. Maybe they want to share what their religious background is. That could be it, too. Great. Coexisting. Listen, learn. They might have had a completely different experience than you had in life. Maybe they're from a different denomination or a whole different religion. You could Mm -hmm. learn something about your own Christianity by listening to them, to other people and their stories and experiences. Uh, Of course, when they're done, feel free to share about your own life, faith, and experiences. Yeah, or maybe if you're like me, you just need to confess something. Ooh, this is where it gets juicy. The devil busy. Church scandal is real. Get that dirt and tea. Listen to them and affirm them. Yeah, it's important to remember that their reaction is probably more about their life and their experience than it is about you. Yeah, there's tons of people with church trauma who've had bad experiences with Christianity. Maybe they were a part of an unwelcoming church. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe their only representation of Christianity is the toxic theology espoused by Jerry Falwell, Franklin Graham, or others who are great at commanding the media's attention. It's important to remind them, and yourself really, that homophobes and transphobes don't own Christianity. Mm-mm. They get a lot of attention because they're often the loudest voices in the room. Let your friends know that Falwell, Graham, and those other asshats don't represent you. You tell them, Danny. <laughs> tell them about what Jesus, how, how Jesus appeals to you. Tell them a story of one of Jesus's parables or a miracle that Jesus performed. Tell them who you are. There is no need to give homophobes more attention. They get enough. Yeah, it's so weird being asked with a hat. <laughs> While others may have had their reactions, the important thing is to stand firm in your faith. You can explain what you believe and why you believe it. Yeah, and there's, honey, there's no need to convince them, okay? Let that go. In fact, stay humble and truthful just like you don't want them to debate you. You don't need to debate or win over them. That's a lesson I've had to learn. <laughs> The more real and authentic you are, the more people want to hear and maybe will want to learn more about you. Yes. And this is how evangelism actually works, not by screaming at people, but by talking about what difference Christ makes in your life. So be real, be authentic, be you. How early do you tell folks, like your friends, like you t- do you tell people in creative ways Yeah, I like to say that I'm cruising with the Lord because like it 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 embraces like both like my queerness and um and and like i'm cruising with jesus and when they ask what are you doing this weekend um i'm on the worship team for church on sunday morning what about you (laughs) well i'll be uh cleaning up the mess afterwards oh you're always cleaning up the mess at mass I mean, there's so many other ways that you could do it. I mean, I just think, honestly, just telling people, like, why your life is better having God in it is very simple. Yeah. And, of course, if they express interest, you can always invite them to join you or hear more or send a book or a website or a meme. Or a podcast. Or like a this podcast. One. Hi, guys. Or a podcast. Don't forget our podcast. <laughs> Let them know that you love to laugh at church. Yeah, You know, so for our tithe love offering, charity, act of good this week, we're going to ask you to add Christian to your social media or dating profile. Ooh, scandalous. And then report back to us and see what sorts of reactions you get. Because some of them aren't going to be pretty. People are going to be like, what? I'm telling you, it's kind of weird. Whenever you make a stand for God, good things happen to you, though. It's so true. When people find out that that I have like a religious background and practice um, they always want to ask, well, like what my like philosophy on sexuality is. That's what they're curious about. So, like, you know, like so, like, yeah, are you prude? Like, you know, are you, are you still mm-hmm. a freak? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and and I just respond, you know, like I am sex positive and I am open to non traditional ways as long as it is consensual and and done in love, you know, so. I think that sounds beautiful. I think it's a nice way to express it. Mm-hmm. I, I have zero. I am a little more traditional, but I do also like I dabble in the. Um, uh, what did you say? You called it something non-traditional, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm more mm-hmm. traditional. But I dabble in the non-traditional <laughs> when provoked. Um, <laughs> but I do feel like 
Um, I'm, I have a very non-judgmental side to me. Like I, I don't ever yuck anybody's yum. I, mm-hmm. I go ahead, be freaky. Like I think, like the more the merrier. I think whatever keeps you happy, and as long as it's consensual and safe and in a loving environment, then go for it. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you more about the Trinity. <laughs> Let's get into that closing prayer. Um, Lord, we'd like to come together and just thank you again for having us uh, all be able to meet for Yash Jesus. Uh, we really love this space and we love to, that we don't have to come out here as gay or Christian. That is who we are. That is why we meet up and listen. And that's why we all join together and we are grateful. We want to pray for all those closeted queers who need to come out as big Jesus loving Christians. <laughs> um, it's kind of weird that you come out as gay and you feel like you're finally entering your true self and then you're hiding one of the most important, if not the most important thing in your life, God, uh, from the people that are new into your life. So we want to pray that it's a little bit of an easier transition. God, we are praying with Cheryl uh, and we are praying with Cheryl for all the unaccompanied children at the border uh, for their health, for their protection, for the humane treatment by our government. Lord, please bring them safe to their families. And for Cameron and their battle with depression, with recovery from a car accident, and praise for the ability to walk, to brush your teeth, slowly but surely, for a new perspective on life, and maybe the beginning of faith. Oh yes, hallelujah. And praise and thanksgiving for Bishop Megan Rohr, our newly elected transgender Lutheran bishop. I'm so excited about that. Thank you, God, for hearing our prayers. And uh, for giving some people some access to some new opinions and and, and some new uh, tolerance. Um, amen. Thank you so much, Azzy. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. Happy and birthday, I miss you. by the and way. Thank you all for listening to another episode <laughs> of Yas Jesus. You can come out and find us on social media at Yas Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. Mm-hmm. Hey, Queen, did you know you can leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website? Yes, JesusPod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line or send us a recording on YasJesusPod.com. Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just a, I'm coming out as a big Jesus-loving queer. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Yash Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Francesi, and... And the Saint Azariah Southworth. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray. Special thanks to Sophie Serrano and Meredith Pauley. Yes, Jesus is brought to you by Oddity. Oddity execs are Ryan Lochner, Jessica Bastilios, and Steve Michaels. Come next week where we'll be streaming and screaming, God loves you just the way you are. Keep praising the Lord, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>